Welcome to Healing the Podcast with your host, Ashlyn Tori. I am a heels and burlesque instructor, a confidence mentor, and the creator of High Vibe Heels, living in the gorgeous mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. In this safe and sacred portal, we will be having intentional conversations about dancing in a heel, spirituality, self-love, sensuality, conscious business, and even more juicy topics that I hope empower you to show up in the world as your boldest and brightest self. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Now let the magic begin. Hello, my angels, and welcome back to another episode of Healing the Podcast. This is actually the finale episode of season one of Healing the Podcast. We have been doing this for an entire year, which is so crazy to me, and I'm going to take about a month or two off just to prep some really exciting episodes, future guests, get re-inspired and focus on some new offerings for you babes. So I have loved getting to sit down with you every week, record these episodes, and I'm excited for season two. And I wanted to really close out this season with a topic that I've definitely talked about in the podcast and it has been intertwined and integrated, but I wanted to do an entire episode about spirituality, inner work. To me, that is just as important as the physical work, the dancing, all the things that we talk about here on the podcast. And I really wanted to dive into just my spiritual journey because it's such an important one. It's such an essential part of my story and it's a great topic to end season one on. And gosh, we've had so many amazing episodes like last week with Bryn and so many amazing guests like Emma Rosa and Claudia Renee and my close friends that have been on the podcast. So definitely if this is your first episode perhaps, or if you're new to the podcast, go back and binge those episodes because they're so good. There's so much magic in the first 50 episodes of healing that I really want you to soak up before we begin season two. And as you babes may or may not know, my program Confidence the Heals Method is currently open for enrollment. We just have about two weeks left of enrollment for the July round. And one of the main reasons I also wanted to cover this topic of spirituality in my spiritual journey is because it was an essential part of me stepping into my confidence, really embodying my most authentic self on and off the dance floor. And that is something that we dive into so deeply in confidence. My formula for confidence is truly that inner work, that healing, and also the outer work, the physical, the movement. And without both of them, I truly believe that it's almost impossible to become confident and to achieve the life that we know that we deserve. So again, that's why I wanted to invite you into this world today with this episode. Maybe if you are new to all things woo and spirituality, or maybe you've fallen off your spiritual practice, or maybe you are redefining spirituality like I have been for myself recently, whatever phase that you're in, I welcome you into this chat and also just knowing that if you do want to take it the next step, confidence enrollment is there for you. And that is really going to expedite your growth in this 90 day transformation, combining all of the tools that we are going to talk about in this episode into a program that has been transformational for so many women. So I'm really excited about that upcoming round. 
Okay, with all of that being said, I want to get into spiritual up levels and how we can empower ourselves through all things woo and all things spirituality. So maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but I grew up in a very strict religious household. My dad was a free will Baptist pastor growing up. And so my parents were very much immersed in that community and it was expected of me to be immersed in that community as well. The 18 years I was in my parents' household, it was very much a part of my life. And there are so many teachings and lessons and concepts and ideas that I still resonate with from that upbringing, but there are also many things that I do not. And that was something that I started to kind of realize as I was getting older and I would attend church and just be so upset about the things that were being said about women, about the expectations of women, about the judgment placed on people that weren't exactly aligned with their way of believing and it really bothered me. So (laughs) I absolutely rebelled against that once I moved out of my family's home, once I moved to Utah and Salt Lake City and started being exposed to other ways of believing and new ideas. And this is when I kind of came across this concept of spirituality. And growing up, I had been told that spirituality was a bad thing, that it was about being witchy and of the devil. (laughs) And I looked up the definition of spirituality yesterday because I was really curious of what Google's definition was, and it said spirituality is relating to or affecting the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. I love that. Relating to our soul, right? Connecting into ourself. That's what I learned that spirituality was. It wasn't necessarily religious, um, but it was about connecting to ourself and connecting to a higher power if we chose our soul, the universe, God is a higher power and really connecting back inward. And so my definition of spirituality has shifted so much in the last few years, especially when I was in Utah, it started out really with a lot of rituals and practices and getting to know myself, diving back into my childhood, going through all of these things to really help me understand myself better. And this was really brought to light by my burlesque mama, Winter. If you babes listening heard my episode with her, or maybe you know Winter personally, she really opened my eyes to this whole new world of spirituality. And Also, in addition to that, I was really going through my own kind of dark night of the soul. You know, my ballroom career ended. I was going through a back and knee injury. I was sick with a lot of like IBS and SIBO symptoms. I had just went through a really traumatic breakup. So there was so much in my life that was just turning upside down and this time was really about exploration and learning about these new tools and practices and understanding what worked for me what it didn't and around this time is kind of when the spiritual influencer boom on social media really exploded which is amazing in so many ways you know i got to understand manifestation and tarot and meditation and journaling and tapping and all these beautiful spiritual tools and rituals it was really magical But recently what I've noticed on social media is 
a lot of spiritual bypassing, a lot of pedestaling in this guru culture and woo-woo BS that encourages people to feel unhealed and unworthy. Don't get me wrong. I am in this space. I am a spiritual mentor, so I understand the value of all of these tools and practices. I use them myself, but I do not like this overly woo energetic approach without any practical, tangible tools. I feel like so many people are screaming these practices online and they're wearing white and they're going to silent retreats <laughs> and all of these things. And it's like so much about energetic this, energetic this, but there's no practical. And I think you guys know, I told a story about talking with someone who is in that space and their advice to me on something was to just like, let it be, let it go. It will come to you. And it was a very practical question that I asked them. And it made me so upset because I'm like, how many people are going to these quote unquote spiritual mentors are going to these people who seem to have their shit together. First of all, they might be lying about it. We don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. And second of all, they're just being fed a ton of BS information so that people will buy their courses or products or whatever. And it's just this spiral of us feeling unworthy and not understanding why the manifestations aren't coming to us and not understanding why we're not feeling good in our body and not understanding why we're not getting the partnership that we desire. It's because the practical has kind of been left out of it. And it's something that I've talked about recently in my latest episodes with this overuse of the divine feminine and leaving out the masculine. It's the same exact thing. We have to combine the energetic, the spiritual, which I adore and I love, but we also have to combine that with the masculine, with the practical, getting shit done, <laughs> putting in the work energy. We just have to. And my personal philosophy and my mission is to teach women how to apply spirituality practically to their life in order to see real change in up levels. That's what I'm about. I'm not about this selling people something that they don't need or preaching this version of spirituality that's completely unrealistic. And I do think the narrative is changing. I do think more and more people are showing up with this sense of spirituality that doesn't just look like wearing all white and meditating four or five hours a day. It's more about integrating it into our normal life. And that's what I'm about. Spirituality should be a tool for empowerment and growth, not fear and scarcity. And that is just my outlook on it. And I've went through my own phases of this and understanding this, and I'm sure I've been guilty of the same things in my work. I'm not trying to point fingers and call anyone out per se, but I think it's such an important conversation that we start to realize that by doing that, we really neglect a huge part of the population that could benefit from these tools and practices because we are, again, putting these people, these you know, influencers, these mentors on a pedestal and making it feel like that is not really achievable for us. And so I just really want to rewrite the narrative on that. And again, it kind of comes back to what I was talking about in the religious culture that I didn't love growing up. There was this one person kind of at the focal point and everyone else was kind of below them. And we're almost creating that same thing <laughs> in the spiritual community. So it's just good to be aware of, to notice how we view creators online how high of a regard we hold them in, how much we actually take their word for truth instead of looking inward to ourselves. And that's a huge part of spirituality. It's again, going inside within because you have everything that you need 
within you. And that's what spirituality is about. It's about understanding that and pulling those things out of you. It's not about finding it in someone else or necessarily always having someone else to lead you in that direction. Of course, that can be helpful, but it is definitely not a requirement. And as I've been rewriting my relationship to spirituality, I'm having more up levels and manifestations come through than ever before instead of forcing myself to have my morning routine look a certain way or to make sure i get a thousand spiritual rituals and practices in a day i have a few things that i do consistently and i change it up and it's mostly just focusing on me feeling good and setting goals actionable goals taking the steps to get there and i have just noticed such an incredible shift in my life and i recently did a post about this on instagram my life has just felt really sweet lately and i think it is because i have just let go of all of these expectations of what my spiritual journey should look like and instead just kind of taking it for what it is and also my saturn return is bringing all of these things that need to shift to the surface and these tools that i'm about to share with you are getting me through honey like i don't know how i would be functioning otherwise so i'm really excited to share these tools and rituals with you and also just kind of dive into why spirituality why tools rituals practices are important and the first thing is is it creates this self-understanding right? So getting to know yourself through these tools is number one. Number two is rituals and routines create trust with ourselves and with the universe. So when we dedicate time every single day to spiritual practice, to inner work, it's like we're building that trust muscle and we're building our confidence. And as we do that, it builds it energetically within us. And it also builds it within the universe. The universe is like, oh, you're putting in the work. Cool. I'm going to give you this manifestation. I'm going to send X, Y, and Z your way. And it's also a way to practice self-love and nourishment for our minds and bodies. So nourishing our mind, maybe it's through certain podcasts that we listen to or spiritual books that we're reading or, you know, affirmation practices. And then also like through the body, you know, movement is such a beautiful spiritual tool as well. So I have many spiritual practices that I'm excited to share with you. And my first one is tarot. You guys, I discovered tarot probably like four or five years ago. I think I started with Oracle decks. I started with the Starseed Oracle deck. And I think that was maybe five years ago. And then I got more into tarot like four years ago. I think that was kind of how it went. And tarot is really a tool to understand and decipher the subconscious. So I used to think that tarot was more about you know, predicting the future. Of course, that was something I was probably told in my religious upbringing, (laughs) but it was a tool for witchcraft, predicting the future. You know, the death card meant death and the lover's card meant you were going to find a partner. All of these kind of things that we're told if we don't actually know what tarot is about. And really what tarot does is it uses symbols and elements from a variety of cultures to help you experience realizations that you might not otherwise see. 
And so it may be used by some practitioners to predict the future, but more widely used as a tool for inner reflection, not to be taken literally. So I currently use the moon child tarot deck by Daniel Noel. I've been using this for a few years now, and you can ask any of my CHM students, any of my clients, this deck is always on point. And I love it for a few different reasons. But the most important reason is that it's really uplifting and inspiring. And I feel like that's something that kind of kept me away from tarot for a while. I felt like I didn't resonate with the artwork. I felt like I didn't resonate with the kind of doom and gloom <laughs> of it all. And this deck is really uplifting, really inspiring. And I can ask it any question and it will always bring forth what my subconscious knows to be true. And so what I like to ask the tarot is maybe how do I need to move through this next period of my life? I always kind of do one of these polls when I'm launching a program or a course. How do I need to move through this next week? What do I need to acknowledge in order to manifest X, Y, and Z? What's holding me back from achieving a goal? What do I need to let go of in order to reach my next up level? These are questions that I will ask the tarot. And usually I pull a three card spread when I pull my tarot. And there are two parts of the tarot, the major arcana and the minor arcana. And the major arcana is the major secrets of life. So this describes an adventure of life, the journey to your purpose. This is going to include like the magician, the priestess, the empress, the justice card, all of those. And then the minor arcana is like the minor secrets of life. So what it's going to do, it's going to cover mental processes, relationships, energy, money, body, career, all of these minor secrets of life that are really a bit more focused. And the major arcana is going to be a bit more broad. Okay. So I love working with the tarot. I use it around every new moon and full moon as a ritual practice. And then I also use it again, if there's a big life event going on that I want to focus on something in my business, or if I just have questions and need to connect with myself, tarot is a great place to start. And then if you want to not really be too focused on tarot, but you do want more of that insight affirmations, things like that. An Oracle deck is a great place to start. And I do recommend the Starseed Oracle deck because it is beautiful. Danielle Noel does the artwork and Rebecca Campbell, I think does all of the writing and the descriptions. And it's really, really magical. Another spiritual practice that has just been so important in my life is meditation and affirmations. So meditation specifically is something that I did almost every single day for a few years. I definitely do a lot more tapping now than I do meditation, but meditation specifically is so good for me. <laughs> and this is a reminder to do it more often because it really does require me to check out of everything, even moving my body for a second, like with tapping, you know, you're kind of moving your body still, you're tapping on the points with meditation. It's really about the breath and it's really about releasing everything else. And even though that doesn't have to be perfect, and of course we are going to have thoughts coming in and out as we meditate, it's so good for me, someone whose brain literally feels like it's on overdrive sometimes. 
And I love meditations that kind of have like a visualization aspect. I've used a lot of visualization when it comes to manifesting and things like that. And then also a lot of meditations that are more like affirmation focused, where you're kind of repeating certain things or you're really kind of integrating affirmations. And one thing that was super powerful when I was going through a lot of my healing journey and I was really trying to heal my body, I would meditate on the fact that the pain was like leaving my body. So I would do like a deep chakra meditation or I would visualize the pain leaving my body and that was so powerful. And now a lot of the meditations I do are usually focused on like anxiety or they're focused on abundance or they're focused on business and things like that. So I really use meditation in a way that just serves me. I love guided meditation, not a huge fan of just sitting in silence. (laughs) Um, so that's definitely my preferred method of meditation. And now affirmation work is something that I'm also really obsessed with. And it's a part of my program confidence. I love affirmations and the mirror mirror work is something that was introduced to me by Natalia Benson, who originally got this idea from Louise Hay and doing affirmations in the mirror, a place where maybe we've experienced a lot of judgment or, you know, body image issues or dysmorphia or things like that. And really kind of tearing ourselves down. It's so empowering to look at yourself in the mirror and speak these really positive affirmations. It's a way to connect with yourself so deeply, pretty instantaneously. Once you get past the fact that you're like talking to yourself (laughs) in the mirror, it's just a really powerful practice. And I have my students in CHM create affirmations for themselves that they say every single day in the mirror for 30 days. And it really does uplevel your confidence. It uplevels how you feel in your body. And it creates a more synchronistic relationship with yourself, which is what spirituality is all about. You babes know that manifestation is something I talk so much about in my work because I'm a huge believer in the power of manifestation. And this is to this day, one of my favorite spiritual practices and tools, just because I've seen how setting an intention, getting your energy in check and taking aligned action and also healing our self-worth, which is such a huge part of manifestation has literally provided me with the life that I dreamed about years ago. And I won't go too deep into this because I do have a whole episode about manifestation here on the podcast, but manifestation in itself is a practice that you can integrate into your life. Especially I talked about this on my episode, but around a new moon new moons are all about manifesting, calling a new energy, starting anew. So I have a regular manifestation practice every new moon. And if I also, again, am doing something like a launch or I have a really specific manifestation in mind, then I will just set a day and time and do some sort of manifestation ceremony, which usually just includes some tarot, some journaling, getting clear, you know, moving through any limiting beliefs or blocks that I have, tapping, meditating, affirmations, all the things, (laughs) and really just focusing on something. I feel like where our focus goes, our energy flows. And so when we focus on something, one specific manifestation or a few specific manifestations, we can create that. And I recently have had some 
mega manifestations come through. We are going to Italy in the fall, which I really wanted to take a two week trip to Italy with my husband. And that is happening truly a dream vacation and manifestation. We also have been manifesting a new apartment and that came through. So we will be moving in in July. So all of these things that I have really been focusing my energy and attention on are happening. And it just goes to show that this process really does work. So check out that full episode if you're interested in my manifestation process. And a few other things that I really love, I work a lot with mala beads as well. So using mala beads with affirmations, with mantras is really powerful. There is a Lakshmi mantra all about abundance and calling in abundance that I love. And I work with the mala beads in that practice. It's something that we do in confidence. I also love working with the various chakras. I think I've talked about this in other episodes, but working with the chakra system, especially my root chakra and my sacral chakra, really bringing those back into alignment, understanding what each chakra means. This would be an amazing episode. I will probably do one in season two of the podcast, but getting into where these chakras might be out of alignment and how they are affecting our life. This is something I really did in my healing journey. I worked a lot on the root chakra and I also had a lot of like sensuality, sexuality, trauma within the sacral and also with confidence and things like that. So it's really important as we are moving into our spirituality journey to take a look at what's not working or to take a look at what feels out of alignment. And that really requires getting into your body, getting quiet, listening. And when I did that, I was like, okay, this is what's out of alignment. This is what's not feeling good. This is what needs to shift. And then all of these practices again, can just help you to move that stuck energy out. And I also love working with the lunar phases. I really focus on the new moon and the full moon and using those to either release what no longer serves me on the full moon and really let go of that shit, that stuckness, that stuff, that person, that thing that no longer serves me is really powerful. And then on the new moon, focusing on calling in intentions, manifestations, or just coming back to center and refocusing. The new moon is really great for that as well. So usually on those days, what I like to do is a ritual bath. Deborah Hennekamp has a book called Ritual Baths, and I love pulling different ritual baths from that, whether it's on the new moon or the full moon, or maybe the solstice or the equinox having different times where we pull all these elements of nature, whether it's crystals, flowers, things like that, fire, incense, and we create a ritual. We talked about this in my episode with Camille, a vital mystic, but really that intentionality of ritual is of course, a spiritual practice and it connects you to yourself. It connects you to nature in a way that's very powerful, very specific, and really harnesses all of the elements in order to create a certain result. So I love working with ritual, especially during those times, uh, crystals, you babes know, oh my goodness, I'm a crystal girl. (laughs) I'm sitting here looking at all of the crystals on my windowsill as I record this podcast episode. I've got some citrine and I've got some rose quartz and amethyst and jasper and moonstone. I've got some smoky quartz, (laughs) yellow calcites. Wow. I have a lot of crystals here and crystals I find really 
again, allow us to draw in that element of nature, connecting back to nature, and also again, that intentionality. So if there's something that I'm focusing on, I use a lot of citrine, especially with abundance. I use a lot of rose quartz for self-love. If there's something that I am trying to cultivate within my life, I use the power of crystals to really harness that energy. And again, all of these spiritual tools and practices that I'm giving you, it's what works for me. And I've really learned my relationship with them over time. This is not like you need to go out and buy a ton of crystals <laughs> or anything like that. It's more of just slowly I've started to build my kind of ritual ingredient list that I have. And I have my crystals. I have my, you know, Palo Santo. I have my sage. I have my journal. I have all these things that I use and I just kind of cycle through them as needed. And I also have kind of built this collection over time of tarot decks of crystals, things like that. So don't feel like you have to go and get things right away. I would say the top three crystals that I would highly recommend you have, if you have no other crystals is a rose quartz, citrine, and smoky quartz. Those are my favorite. Again, rose quartz is really focusing on love, whether that's self-love, whether that's romantic love, just the heart chakra, and then also citrine for abundance in all ways, whether that's money or abundance of just joy, happiness, that kind of thing, abundance of travel, abundance of love it can really be abundance of anything and smoky quartz is really great for protecting your energy and i find especially as someone who works with a lot of people and i'm around a lot of different energies during my day i really require smoky quartz to help me kind of cleanse all the energy that isn't mine at the end of the day that one's really helpful and also as someone that takes on a lot of people's energies it's important for me to make sure I have a tool to let go of those energies when they no longer serve me. You guys, I could talk about crystals all day. <laughs> Again, something else that we dive into in CHM. I love astrology. I recently did an episode on astrology, getting to know my natal chart, diving into the houses and the planets and understanding you know, my sole purpose, understanding the things that I came to learn in this lifetime, understanding why I do things a certain way, just having more compassion for myself. It all ties back to this theme of spirituality, which is self and understanding the self and the soul and allowing that to contribute to a greater purpose. That's what astrology is for me. And I'm obsessed. If I could recommend one app for astrology, it would definitely be the Chani app. I love it. And it also has a lot of like affirmations, meditations that really align with the themes that might come up in your natal chart. I do not use astrology to predict my future. I use astrology to understand what's currently going on <laughs> in my life, like why things might be coming up. And this has especially been helpful during this phase, starting my Saturn return really entering this new transformational time of my life. Astrology has been really eye-opening during this time. Something else that I've talked about so much is journaling, a practice called Journal Speak by Nicole Sachs. This was an essential part of my healing process of my spiritual journey and just writing down how you feel and getting it out of your brain and onto the page. I've been loving really diving into poetry lately, just any way to process 
what it is that we're feeling and turning it either into art or turning it into something that we can literally light on fire and never have to see again. I utilize journaling for both of those. And then divine feminine and masculine. I touched on this a little bit earlier, but really making sure that both are present in my life, not necessarily in not necessarily equally. I don't think that is a thing, but making sure that I'm allowing room for both and that I'm flowing between the two. So when I'm really in my feminine, really softening, really receiving, connecting to my sensuality, making sure that I'm present in the masculine energy, it's more about the go-getter, boss bitch, like standing in my power, setting boundaries, speaking my mind, all of those things are just as important to each other. And I really cultivate these energies through a lot of the practices that I've mentioned, like meditation, like tapping, like affirmations, anything that I feel like is out of alignment, I will use these practices to integrate it. And then something else that was essential in the beginning of my healing journey specifically was diving into a lot of inner child work and doing this through Um, a process called Deep Imaginings. It's in Lacey Phillips' work of manifestation, really understanding my inner child, what it was that she needed, kind of reparenting myself, all these different things that I never even thought about until I started to realize, okay, maybe (laughs) the traumas that I have, maybe the feelings that come up, whether it's anxiety, whether it's relationship patterns, maybe that's because of things that happened in my childhood. And turns out it was true, especially when it came to a lot of body image stuff and a lot of confidence issues that I had, it really showed up in the inner child work. Human design is also something that I have been loving lately as a way to understand myself better, get to know myself more, have more compassion for myself and really work with my own unique qualities, the things that make me me, instead of trying to look at everyone else online and look at what they're doing and how they are doing their business, their relationships, their friendships, how they're living their life. And instead being like, what actually works for me? And that's what human design really helps us to do. We had a whole episode about that with Kirsten Morrison, amazing episode, go back and listen. And then of course my final tool, my favorite spiritual practice is dance. Dance is a spiritual practice because again, we are connecting with ourselves. We are moving our bodies. We are releasing stuck energy and we are bringing in new uplifting, positive energy. And when I started dancing in a heel, I was combining it with all of these spiritual tools and practices that I've shared with you. And I truly believe that is the reason that I've been able to build the life that I built and that I've been able to heal so much and move through so much. Girl had a lot of shit (laughs) to move through and I'm still moving through it. Like that's another thing too, with kind of this spiritual guru archetype on Instagram and on YouTube or whatever, wherever you consume your content, it makes us feel like people are healed and that we are not. (laughs) And that's not the case. Everyone is currently in process of healing. That's just how it is. No matter how quote unquote healed or spiritual, someone may show up online. You have no idea what's going on behind closed doors and everyone's working through their own shit, honey. (laughs) Okay. So don't be fooled by the filters. Don't be fooled by the perfect Instagram feed that someone may have. We are all humans and we are all processing and we are all on the spiritual journey together. And I think once we realize that 
we really can dive deeper and deeper into the spiritual journey and just embrace it and allow it again to unfold and getting out of the head and into the body sometimes is what we need. And that's why I find that dance is the perfect little cherry on top of the Sunday when it comes to spirituality. And I think that's why a lot of people get stuck on their spiritual journeys is because they are not integrating the body. They are fully stuck in the meditations, the affirmations, the journaling, and they're wondering why the energy is only moving up so far. It's not actually releasing. That's because they're not moving their bodies. (laughs) Like moving the body is the key I actually was a guest on Sabrina Joy's podcast, Ahimsa Choice, and we talked so much about this because she is also in the spirituality realm and she's a yoga instructor, and we were just talking about the power of moving, and we make it so complicated, you guys. We overcomplicate healing, we overcomplicate confidence, we overcomplicate manifestation, all these things. It's not a 30-step process, my loves. (laughs) Truly, when we combine the body with whatever inner work that we're doing, whatever inner work feels good to us and that we enjoy and that uplifts us and makes us feel good. That is the secret sauce. That is the key to enlightenment. I guess you could say that is the key to, you know, growth and feeling good (laughs) and really enjoying this life, which I feel like you could say enlightenment is it's being enlightened to the magic of the world, being enlightened to the beauty of this life and all the power that you hold within you. And so, yeah, this is how I've been kind of rewriting my relationship to spirituality and what it looks like for me and kind of turning the woo into something that is practical and tangible and that I can really help others experience because all of these beautiful mystical woo practices really have to feel good for you or else they're not going to work, right? So this is me kind of giving you all of my tools, all the things that I move through and have used in the past and allowing you to kind of choose what works for you. You are the guru, honey, okay? The power is within you, it's not outside of you. And I don't want you to feel like you have to rely on anyone else for your spiritual growth because that is pretty much the opposite (laughs) of what we should be doing. You should be able to have the power within you to create the change. And once you have the tools, then you can integrate, then you can put them into practice. And so that's what I do in confidence in my program confidence. I give you all the tools. Almost everything I mentioned in this episode is something that we dive into in CHM. And I really want you to leave this program feeling confident, of course, enough to be able to move through your life within yourself within your own power and taking control, taking your control back of your life, taking control over your dancing, taking control over how you feel in your body, taking control over your relationships, all of it because you are the guru. (laughs) Okay. And I just love you babes so much. I'm so grateful for you and for being along on this ride with me through season one of healing. What an amazing season. My goodness. I'm just so grateful to all the guests that I've had to those of you who have listened to all the episodes. I love you all so much. I love podcasting and I cannot wait for another season. Like I said, go back and binge episodes. Make sure that you 
dive into the archive because there's so many good episodes if you haven't listened to them. And I will be really active on YouTube over the next few months. So if you want more tutorials and classes, come join us over there. And if you want the live community element, I will be teaching once a month live classes and high vibe heels, the membership. And I'm teaching a live class this weekend to cool for the summer by Demi Lovato. It's her rock version of the song and damn, it is badass. <laughs> so I would love for you babes to be there. And also if you cannot make those live classes, they are uploaded into your portal the next day. So no worries if you are on a different time zone or you just can't make it and CHM enrollment ends in two weeks. And so if you loved what you heard in this episode and you want to grow more through these tools and practices and really see how they can impact your life, check out CHM. All the info will be linked below in the show notes. You guys, I don't want to end this episode. I'm just so grateful. I feel so happy to get to do this, to podcast. This has been such a dream. And ever since I started healing, which was right after I got back from my honeymoon this time last year, I knew it was going to be powerful, but I didn't know how powerful. So this is your sign that if you have an idea, if you have something, a spark inside of you, a flame, go for it because you never know where it could lead you. And this podcast has led me to some incredible conversations. It has connected me with some of my greatest inspirations and expanders, and I cannot wait to see what evolves in season two. So I love you babes to the moon and back and I will chat with you very, very soon. Mwah. Thank you babes so much for joining me today. If you love this podcast, I would really appreciate it. If you gave us a five-star rating and review, it really helps the podcast to be discovered by even more amazing humans who could benefit from this work and from healing and a heal. And if you screenshot your rating and review and send it to ashlyntorydance at gmail.com or send it to me on Instagram, I will send you a free burlesque workshop as a gift. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram at hi.vibe.heals to stay up to date on all the heals, burlesque, spirituality, and empowering content that your soul desires.